I've missed everybody, and I feel like uh, I feel like uh, my wife's stepdad. Every time he sees her, he says, "I missed you." It'd be a day, and he missed her. Amen. I miss my church family when I'm away from them. Amen. It is good to be in the house of God this morning. Anybody got a word on your heart this morning before we get started? Anything you need to do? I think sometimes we open up and we say, well, the preacher's got to preach. The big preacher shows up. We'll let him preach and I'll sit down. Amen. Anybody got anything at all? Amen. If not, turn your Bibles this morning to 2 Samuel chapter number 11. Uh, 2 Samuel. Chapter number 11. When you find your place there, if you would, please stand. Second Samuel chapter number 11. That's right after First Samuel, amen. <laughs> amen. <clears throat> Still hear those pages turning. <coughs> Second Samuel chapter number eleven. Amen. If you found your place, say amen. 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 Second Samuel chapter number eleven, verse number one. The Bible says this. And it came to pass after the year was expired at the time when kings go forth to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. And they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. Now pay attention to this part right here. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. Once you get a hold of this, let's read it again. The Bible says, and it came to pass after the year was expired, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. Let's pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, so much for this privilege, this opportunity, God, to come in your house this morning. Father God, we thank you for the good Sunday school this morning. Thank you for the good singing. And I would just pray this morning, Lord, that you had your hand upon the preaching hour this morning. God, I pray, Father, this morning, God, that you touch what needs to be touched. I pray that you the help needs to be helped. And Father God, I pray that you may save that one closest to hell this morning, Father, before it's everlasting and eternally too late. God, I pray, Father, that you loose my tongue, loose my mouth. God, have your will, have your way. God, help our hearts to be tender. God, to be receptive to the Word of God. Father God, may you do a work this morning. God, help that one that may be struggling. Help that one that may need to get back in the fight this morning. Father God, we love you. We thank you. God, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for standing. Now you can be seated. I preach this morning on this thought. Don't tarry when you should be in the fight. Don't tarry when you should be in the fight. In my way of introduction this morning, I uh, calm my nerves down just a hair. I'm nervous. I, I like to preach sweet, not mean. Amen? But that may not happen this morning. But anyhow, I'm going to give you a brief history on the book of 2 Samuel, and then I want to get into the Word of God. 
And I want to look at the context of what is going on this morning and what is happening in our Scripture uh, here this morning. So let's begin on our journey here this morning in the Word of God. And let's look at the book of 2 Samuel. Now as you and I open up our Bibles this morning uh, to the book of 2 Samuel, now it's in this book this morning that we have a man who was named David. Most of us are familiar uh, with this man named David. He was a man who was after God's own very heart. And we have here, and we have him on our minds this morning as we flip through the Scripture here this morning. But as you and I began to look at the life of David, most of us know this morning that David was a very victorious man, would you not say? Uh, It came to his walk with God. He walked in victory most of the time. And most of us know that it's David who was the giant killer. And I'm glad that uh, we can read the Word of God and we can get some giants killed in our life. Amen. But it was David David this morning, uh, who was king for 40 years over the children of Israel. It was David this morning who even showed his patience when his back was up against the wall in a cave. And his enemy was there and he could have stood, but he wouldn't lift up his hand against God's anointed because he knew better. Friend, but as you and I turn to the book of 2 Samuel, uh, we see that this book in particular is a book that deals with the highlights of David's reign as king here in Israel. And it deals with how, uh, with while he was the king, first of all, uh, we see him over the land of Judah. And then we see him over the nation of Israel. And it's in this book this morning that traces the ascension of David all the way up to the throne. And we know that the Word of God this morning, uh, we don't know who the author is, but we know that this book uh, was written by God because God chose to put it in His Word. And my friend, listen, uh, I want to say this, if the Word of God was written by man this morning, then we'd have left all the stuff, bad stuff we've done out. But we know this morning that the Word of God was not written by man, it was written by God. And so we see here this morning as we look at the life of David, and we see that David sinned. Now listen, sin this morning is a serious thing. Amen. It is sin this morning. Brother J.R. has been talking about it's sin this morning that will send you to a devil's hell. Uh, by one man, sin entered in. But I'm glad that Christ came, done away with sin. Hey, friend, but He didn't do it globally. It's individually. But friend, here we see this morning uh, that David has sin in his life. Now as we look at the book of 2 Samuel, it's also neat to know, uh, we don't know who the author is this morning. I'm not going to try and guess. But I know God wrote But as you and I look at 2 Samuel, uh, this book can be broken into three different sections this morning. Uh, You'd find the first section in chapters number 1 through 10. And in those chapters, you would see this morning the triumphs of this man named David. You'd see that he triumphed in his life. Uh, The second section you'd find in the book of 2 Samuel, you'd find in chapter number 11. And, and that's the chapter in this morning, and you would see the transgressions and the sin of David. Now, this, the third section can be broken down in chapter 12 through 24. And I guess you could say that that section are the troubles of David because of the sin that was in his life in chapter number 11. So in our life, you and I have tribes, do we not? I mean, there's times that we're up on the mountain shouting the victory. There's times that we're somewhere in between. But there's times in our life that we're all honest this morning that we get in sin, we get in a rut, and we tarry in God's life. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. You're helping me already. Friend, the key to this great and wonderful book is the key fact of our lives. 
Friend, that key this morning is that obedience to God will bring great blessings in your life. See, David, while he was obedient, he tried. David, when he got out of the will of God, he transgressed. And then David, as he was out of the will of God, had trouble. That's exactly what will happen to you and I in our lives. Friend, you can take this morning's message as a warning this morning uh, so that hopefully you and I might not have the same judgment of God upon your and my lives that David had upon his. Friend, as you and I come to chapter number 11, we know that David here is a great and a mighty king. And it's in this chapter this morning that we see the sin of David is recorded by the God in heaven. We see in this chapter that David is placed under the judgment of God because of the wrong that he done in his life. So after David had this sin in his life, we see that from here on out, David had trouble all through his life. Now David got back right with God, but sin still yet had to be paid for. I don't think we understand this morning you say, well, I've done something wrong yesterday and God will forgive that, but it's still got to be painful. So we do wrong in our land. And sometimes, amen, folks will do wrong in their land. They'll say, God's not looking. God is looking. You better be careful, amen. Uh, sin has a price to pay. Amen, but it's in this chapter you and I see how serious that sin really is. It's in this very sin of David that still yet causes the enemies of God in our day to blaspheme the name of God because of what David done. Listen to me. One man has said this. He said the sin of David sticks out like a blackberry in a bowl of whipped cream. And it does. Amen. Uh, and if you just look at his sin like a lot of people do, it would cause you to miss the greatness of this man. Let's uh, see uh, what happened. Uh, for, uh, what happened is David got out and he got in sin, and people looked at David in our day. And they say, Well, if David was a man after God's own heart and he sinned with Bathsheba, then I don't want to be a man like that. So David's sin is still causing people to slip up in our day and in our time. Friend, David got forgiveness though, and David went on serving God. Hallelujah for that. Friend, as you and I come to chapter 11, we see this. There's a fact that's going on. Look at this. The Bible said this. And in verse number 1, it came to pass after the year was expired at times when kings go forth to battle. We're looking at our context. So there was a fact that was raging in this day. But we see that David here, he tarried instead of being in the fact. The Bible said in verse number 1 as well, but David tarried still at Jerusalem. Now this was a time this morning in which the kings were to be in a battle. But here we see David doing this right here. He says, y'all go ahead and I'm just going to sit here. See, David tarried and David sat still when David should have been in the place where God put him in. Now we know that David committed adultery with Bathsheba. We know that. And you and I have heard the story many times. But friends, you and I look at this sin of David. What caused him to commit that sin this morning is because instead of being in the fight, instead of being in the battle, David was sitting where David never should have been sitting. David was sitting around when he should have been doing something for God. Friend, if you and I tarry in the fight this morning, we might find ourselves in the very sin that David found himself in. There's a fact that's going on in our day and in our time. One man says this about being idle. See, David sat there. He was idle. 
He says the devil finds work for idle hands. Hey, another man says idle hands are the devil's playthings. Another man says idle hands make fretful minds. And friend, we see the very fact of that played out in this sin of David. He got idle. He got lazy. And he tarried in the fight when he should have been working for the Lord. Friend, it's now with that thought on my mind, I want to preach on this thought. Don't tarry when you should be in the fight. Don't tarry when you should be in the fight. I'm going to give you three thoughts this morning that cause uh, 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 three thoughts this morning the Lord's given me when we go to the house. Number one, there was a fight that needed to be fought. Number two, this morning, there was a cost for not staying in the fight. And number three, there was a confrontation of not being in the fight. Well, let's get started. Let's look, number one, that there was a fight that needed to be fought. Again, the Bible said in verse number one, and it came to pass after the year uh, was expired, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him, and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon, and besieged Rabbah, but tarried, David tarried, at Jerusalem. So in our text this morning, we see that man uh, named David, in which we've been talking about this morning. And we know that he was the king of Israel, as I said a moment ago. And as you and I look at David here in our text this morning, uh, we see that David's men had won a big battle. And even though they had won the battle, there were probably more many battles that lay ahead. I mean, it wasn't done yet. But we know from our text this morning that this was a time in which kings were to be up. This was a time Exposed for to be in the fight where God had put him. But David's tarrying. Again, as you and I look at this man, a man after God's own heart, a man that God loved. I mean, friend, they were twined together. God loved David. David is now tarrying instead of fighting this morning. And the Bible said he tarried still. So we see that David is sitting still instead of serving God. In this verse of Scripture this morning, uh, we see this word tarried. Well, what does that mean? Get a hold of this. The word tarried is past tense for the word tarry. The word tarry means to stay or to stay behind. That's exactly what you and I see in David. These men are on the front line. They're in the battle. They're in the fight where God told them to be. But wow, look at David. He's tearing. He's staying back. He's not in the fight. My friend David knew there was a battle that was raging. He knew that was going on. And David knew that there was a battle that was happening. David knew there was a war. But friend, here we see David and he's sitting around. Oh my. The Bible says, go to the ant thou slugger, consider ways and be wise. You know what the ant does? It's working all the time. Hey, God don't want us as people to be idle this morning. He wants us in the battle. He wants us in the fight. Friend, I don't know about you, but this reminds me of the very day and the very hour in which we live. I'm not being mean this morning. I'm not mad. I'm going to give you what God give me. There are a lot of people that sit on a pew and instead of being in the fight, you know what they expect? Everybody else to be in a fight for them. Hey friend, I've got news for you this morning. The preacher cannot read your Bible for you. The deacon cannot read your Bible for you. You have got to pick it up and open the pages and look at it at yourself. The preacher might be wrong. The deacon might be wrong. And then we need to get together and study. 
your folks are sitting and around in the back. When God said, I want you to study. God said, I want you to be approved. God said, I want you to do something. But we're sitting around in the fight. Hey, friend. There's a battle raging. It's here. The battle of good and evil. It's not political. It's against good and evil. And friend, listen, we're living in a day and time where a lot of people are sitting around instead of being in the fight. It concerns me the day we're living in. Prim, listen, it's one thing to sit on a church pew. And that's great. Amen. We've got to be faithful to God's hands. God said not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together as a matter of some end. I mean, friend, we're to be here for Sunday school. Be here for Wednesday night. Be here for preaching. I believe God requires that for us to be faithful. It's one thing to sit on a pew. It's another thing to live it out there. Amen. There's a fight that's raging this morning. A fight that's going on. And if people need to see anything in our day, people need to see God in through our lives. Battle's raging. Folks are tearing. Folks staying behind. Sending out somebody else to do the job. Friend, listen to me this morning. I'm not being mean. I can't go to where you work and tell your folks you work with about Christ. You've got to do that. I cannot go to your Walmart here in Tennessee and hand out a Bible track. You've got to do that. I can't go to your family that you know real well and I can't go to them and say, hey, you need to be in church. I don't have that opportunity like some of y'all do. And man, we're tarrying when the war is raging of good and evil in the fight. And friend, David was a man here that won many victories in his life. And there's Christians in our day who's won victories in their life. I mean, if you're Satan and born again, victory's been won at Calvary. Hey, thank God this morning. Hey, we've got the victory over death, hell, and the grave. I'm telling you, I've got a soul this morning that will never die. Been born again, washed the blood of Christ. I've come out the victor. And you're saved. You have to. But here's David. A man that had won many victories in his life. He was a king. A man after God's own heart. And here he is. He's Terry. He's Terry. In the fight. He said, you boys, go ahead. Boy, if we're not careful as Christians, Mm. Y'all go ahead and worship. I'll just watch. You praise the Lord a little bit. I'll just let you. Hey, we got to be careful. Tarrying in the fight. You say, well, preacher, that's that's not much in the fight. Hey, I tell you what, nothing gives the devil a black eye more than you worship the Lord. Hey, you want to get on a black eye, stand up and say, I'm thankful to be saved. Hey, the devil gets mad. Hey, man, my friend, we're tarrying. But friend, listen, you and I are in a battle like we've never seen before. Would you agree to that? And the battle that we're in this morning is the battle of good versus evil. And friend, listen, the Bible said in 1 Peter 5 and 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walking about seeking whom he may devour. You know what? This morning the devil wants more than anything is to devour. That word devour. You've seen a boy like me, the hamburger. I'm about so the devil wants to do it to you. He wants to have your way. Hey, if you're lost this morning, the devil wants to eat you alive. Amen. 
Amen. That's what he wants. You're saved this morning. The devil wants to eat you alive. The devil wants you being like David and sitting around and doing nothing in the fact. The devil wants the church house to sit around and not be alive for the world. That's what he wants, friend. I'm afraid there are a lot of people saved. And they've happy they got their fire insurance. They say, I'm saved. I've got my insurance. And that's good enough. But it's not good enough for me. It's not good enough for the lost. There's a battle. We're in a battle, friend. And a lot of folks are tearing in the fight. We're living in the Laodicean church. Folks are lazy. I'm just being honest with you. We're lazy. We're lazy people. God will speak our heart about witnessing. No, God. That's what we'll do. We're lazy. Amen. The war is raging hot. Hey, friend, listen. There's Bible tracks back in the church. I'm telling you, I encourage you. Just hand that one. One this week. I encourage you. Hand that one this week. And then you might say, man, that's pretty good. I'm do I encourage you one. One track. You never know that one person might get saved. You might make a person's day and you might make a man. But you've handled the gospel, Lord Jesus Christ. My wife's smiling at me. She knows how it is. But friend, listen. God don't give us our hands to fight in this battle. So what is it that God gives us to battle with in the fight? Well, the Bible says in Ephesians 6, 17 and 18, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's the offense. Then the Bible said, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto uh, with all perseverance and supplications for all sake. What's the, what's the weapons for the warfare? The Word of God, which is more powerful Sharper than any two-edged sword. Friend, it's time for us as children of God to take God's Word and sharpen her up. How do you do that, preacher? Read the Word of God. Flip through its wonderful pages and read it. Hey, friend, don't let it lay around and collect dust. It's God's Word. It's the weapons of our warfare. What's the other one? Prayer. Oh, friend, I was reading a book after a man, and he prayed like nobody ever prayed before. There's a moonshine still up in the woods, and he prayed. He prayed, God, please destroy that moonshine still. In that book, he wrote about how God done it. There was one. There was no tree around. The man prayed, God, destroy this moonshine still over here. He said, God, I want you to send a tree and blow this moonshine still over. Brother Sayer Chevy was his name, man of prayer. And he wrote the book, How God Sent a Wind. Now, this is amazing to me. God sent a wind. And he blew that tree into a steel. There's no tree around. You know what this man would do when he prayed? After he'd crawl up off his knees, he'd say in faith, Thank you, God. For answering this prayer. Yeah. Hey, I'm telling you, friend, prayer still gets the job done. Hey, you want to turn the country around? Then we need to get on our face and we need to cry out to God and we need to pray. Hey, you know what makes the devil tremble the most? When the child of God that's saved and born again, hey, has the right spirit, you got to pray in the spirit. Amen. And we get together and pray. Amen. You know what the devil does? Oh, no. 
Oh no. But we're tarrying. Tarrying in the fight. Oh friend, it's too hard for us to pray for 10 minutes. Amen. 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 Much less five. Mm-hmm. That's even worse than ten. What about two minutes? God, I just don't have the words to say. Push through the words. Where's the tears? Heartfelt prayer. Where'd they have? Wow. You know what? Sometimes at night, I'm going to be honest with you. It's even hard to stay awake when we pray because the day was so busy. Pitiful. It's pitiful. We need to pray more than we've ever prayed. Friend, when you and I pray, you know what we're doing? We're going into where those Old Testament priests couldn't go. We're skipping. Hey, the veil's been ripped in twain this morning. They couldn't go behind the veil. But you and I this morning can go to the thrice holy God. Go in where nobody else can go and go straight to the throne room of heaven. You know how we all feel we pray. When we pray, we want to feel like little kids. Don't look at me like that. Like a little kid. And then when we leave the throne room of God, we ought to walk out like a lion. Because we know where we've been. Hey, friend, listen. We're tearing in the fight. There's a fight that needs to be fought. We need to pray without ceasing. Friend, there's a war that's raging. But friend, many are just like David. And they've carried in the fight. Hey, it's time for the child of God this morning to get back in the fight this morning. Hey, preacher, I ain't prayed like I ought to. Preacher, I ain't read my Bible like I ought to. I'm telling you, friend, it's time for us as a church Lord Jesus Christ to get back in the fight and make the devil mad. Amen. But friend, listen this morning. we got to quit tearing in the fight. It's time, friend. You say, preacher, I've had many losses in the fight. You know what? It's time to cut the losses off. And it's time to carry on. It's time to carry on. There's a song that says, I'm a soldier bound for glory. I'm a soldier going home. Friend, we can't be much of a soldier. Tearing in the fight. David was tearing. 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 And what you and I need to do, fill our minds up with the Word of God. And we need to get back in the fight. And there's a fight that needs to be fought. It's not a fight with hands. It's not a boxing match. It's a spiritual fight. Spiritual fight. The devil walks around. He wants to devour you. He wants to get God's Word out of your mind. And friend, you think about it for just a second. That's exactly what happened to David's. In the Word of God. Let's look number two this morning. That there was a cost for not staying in the fight. May I say to you this morning, you say, Preacher, I've carried in the fight. There's a cost. There's a cost for us sitting around and doing nothing. Listen, the Bible said in verses 2 through 4. And it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. Here's David tarrying. 
The Bible says in verse number 4, uh, let me read verse 3, and David sent and inquired after the woman. David said, i got to have this woman. The Bible said, and one said, is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of a lion, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? This man said, wait a minute, David. This is this man's wife. Now listen to what verse 4 said. And David sent messengers. David said, I've got to have this. The Bible said, and David sent messengers and took her, and she came in unto him, and he lay with her, for she was purified from her uncleanness, and she returned into her house. The sin of tearing behind the fact has caused David to now have this sin in his life. I'm telling you, tearing in the fact will cost you something. Friend, I'm not trying to be mean. This is what God gave me. I'm going to preach it. But here it is that we see David, instead of being in the fight this morning, he's gotten what a lot of folks have gotten her late in our day. It's lazy Christian hours, I guess you can say. Now, friend, listen. People have become like David. They're not only tearing in the fight, they've gotten plumbing. Where's them old soul winners of the days of old? Go from house to house. Go up in the woodshed and pray for lost sinners. Go up there to the wood pile. You can hear them crying out to God. I've heard the stories. I've never seen it. But friend, David had gotten lazy. And what happened when he got lazy? The devil took his eyes and used it against him. He got his eyes on something else. Oh my. Friend, the church has got its eyes on something else. Other things. Friend, if David had just been in the fight where he was supposed to be, a lot of pain that he suffered in his life, a lot of things that he went through, he might have never had to go through, but it's because that he tarried in the fight. I'm telling you, child of God, this morning, there's danger in tarrying when you shook me in the fight. Hey, tarrying in the fight is what costed David his testimony. Friend, it costed David his own child. Amen. His child died because the sin he committed, and it costed David his name, and now because of his sin, he was known as David the adulterer instead of David the king. Wow, it costed him something. But it's all because he was somewhere he was not supposed to be when he should have been in the fight. Think about that. All David had to do is stay where God put him. Do what God had put him there to do. Friend, our biggest sin sometimes is the sin of doing nothing. If we just be doing something about God's work, what might Terry do to you? We see what it done to David, but friend, are you right where God wants you to be this morning? I think that's a good question. We all search ourselves. Are you right where God wants you to be? Are you doing what God wants you to do? All because of David's laziness. It caused him to go astray from the Lord. Caused him to mess up. Caused him to fall, filter, slumble. And you know what? This morning the devil wants you and I to just quit. That's what he'd like for us to do, is to stop, just quit. But the war is raging, friend. And it's not time to tarry in the fight. David looked upon that woman instead of desiring God. David said, I've got to have that. And he said, I mean, I can picture him. I, want, I can hear him saying, I want that more than I want God. Here he is. He's tearing. He's sitting still. And his laziness had led him to a steep and slippery slope. Friend, I'm telling you, sin will keep you longer than you want to stay. It'll cost you more than you want to pay. 
I'm just being honest, friend. Listen, the Bible said in verses 14 through 17. Read this with me. And it came to pass in the morning that David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote the letter saying, Set ye Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and retire ye from him that he may be smitten and die. This is David saying this. And it came to pass when Joab observed the city that he assigned Uriah into a place where he knew that valiant men wore, that's men of war. The Bible said the men of the city went out and fought with Joab and there fell some of the people of the servants of David and Uriah the Hittite also died. Hey, here's David, a man after God's own heart. Now not only is he an adulterer, but he has Uriah put on the forefront of the battle and has him killed, so David's a murderer. A man after God's own heart. Why? Because he's sitting still when he should have been in the fire. Do you understand this morning that God has saved your soul? He saved you to be a soldier in the army of the Lord. But folks are sitting around while folks are slipping off the hand. And friend, if you're tearing, tearing can get you in trouble. This man, instead of getting in the fire, this man, instead of getting on the firing line for God, this man was sitting still in the fire. And it caused him a lot of pain. A lot of sorrow. Friend, David's child died. He lost his testimony. All because of tearing. Well, what about you this morning? Have you been tearing? Preacher, I ain't been free. God's eyes be. I'm telling you, friend, tearing will cost you in the long run in your life. You say, Preacher, I've tarried in the fact. I ain't been doing all that I can for God. I'm telling you the story don't end. You can get right this morning. Amen. You can make it right this morning. You get back on track. You can get on the fire line. Hey, you remember when you first got saved? You was on the fire line. I mean, really, it didn't matter who's coming at you. You tell them I'm saved and I know where I'm going. Hey, you remember that day? I'm telling you, get back this morning. Hey, friend, listen. You're tearing in the fight. You're not right where God wants you to be. You can get back in the fight. You ain't got to wait. The altar call you to do it right now. You can get back in the fight this morning, child of God. Hey, we don't have to sit around and tear it. Let the devil beat us up. Amen. And tell us all kinds of things and all kinds of lies. We get back in the fight. You fall in love with the Word of God again. Fall in love with God again. Fall in love with praying again. But friend, we've looked that there was a fight. Now I want you to look number three, and I'm closing out. There was a confrontation of not being in the fight. Turn with me to chapter 12, verses 1 through 10. Let's read all this. The Bible said this, And the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him and said to him, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had seen him many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished up, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It did eat of his own meat, drink of his own cup, lay in his bosom, and was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock and of his own herd to dress for the wayfaring man that was coming to him, but took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was coming to him. Now listen to what David done. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die. 
And he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing. And because he had no pity. You see what happened here? This man had this lamb that was precious to him. And then this traveler come in. And he took the lamb away from this man and killed it. Now listen to what Nathan the prophet said. Now David's mad because of what this man done. But Nathan the prophet said this. And Nathan, in verse number 7, Nathan said to David, Thou art the man of confrontation. David said, This man's sin makes me angry. Nathan said, David, I'm talking about you. He said, You're the one that took something precious that belonged to somebody else. He said, You're the one that took Bathsheba, your eyes wife, and you slayed her. He said, David, you're the man. He confronted him with his sin. The Bible said this in verse number 8, And I gave thee thy master's house and master's wives into thy bosom, gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah, and if that been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. He said, God is telling David here through Nathan the prophet, he said, David, I've done so much for you. David, I've done so much for you. Hey, child of God, has God done a lot for you? Hey, friend, He's done a lot for me. Then the Bible said in verse number 9, Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in His sight? Now hast killed your eye to hit down with a sword, and has taken his wife to be thy wife, and has slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. David tarried. Listen to this. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house, David, because thou hast despised me and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. What a confrontation. Wow. Friend, if you and I get out and dabble in sin, there's prices and consequences to pay. David went to being a man after God's very own heart. Now to being a man confronted by his sin. Here we see David this morning. And he is standing face to face with Nathan the prophet. And it's almost like he's standing face to face with God. And God is saying, David, I've done so much for you. David, I, I, I've given you everything you could ever ask for. David, I've done it all for you. My friend Christ, say I believe Christ is looking somebody in the face this morning saying, hey, I've done it all for you. I, I've been good to you. But you tarry in the fact. You're not being faithful in the fact. You're not doing what I put you to do in the fact. And he's confronting with sin this morning. Friend, if you're here and if you're not where you need to be with God in the fact, there's consequences. It's dangerous to play with God in the fact. Friend, if God's confronting you with your sin this morning, and if God's saying to you, Thou art the man, friend, you can do like David does. You can get back in the fight. You can get back in this morning. Friend, if God's speaking to you, you can get right this morning. But friend, David got to serve God again. Because David didn't harden his heart to the message that Nathan the prophet sent. See, what we do lots of times is God point out sin in our lives. We say, God, I'm not listening to that. We get mad. God, I am not listening. But David got right with God. We'll read it in just a minute. But David acknowledged that he'd done wrong. 
in the fight. And David repented of his sin. Listen here. Look with me. The Bible said in chapter 12 and verse number 20. Here's what David done after he got confronted with sin. Then David arose from off the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel and came into the house of the Lord and worshipped. David got right with God. Hey, David got his worship back. David got to go back to God's house. Friend, listen to me. David got back in his place because David did not harden his heart. He said, God, I'm sorry. I've sinned against you. You read it over there. And he said, now I've lost. I'm back in my place. And I'm serving God again. Friend, if you've gotten out of the will of God this morning, if you've gotten out in sin, if you've tarried in the fire, I beg you to cry to God like David did. Get on your face. He'll wash you. Hallelujah. Get you back in the house of God in your place. Hey, friend, He'll let you worship God again. When's the last time you've been able to truly worship Him because of things in between you and God in your life? When's the last time you can throw your hand up and say, God, I just want to thank You. But there's something in between you and God. See, David had something in between him and God. But he got it out. I'm telling you this morning, whatever it is in between you and God right now, it don't have to stay. You can get it out this morning. You can get it out right now. And you can be like David. Back in your place. Got your worship back. Got your joy back. David said over there in Psalm, Restore to me the joy of thy salvation. You can have it back. Friend, all you got to do, cry out to God. Cry out to God. God said, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Thank God. Let's all stand. Head bowed and eyes closed this morning. I'm done.